Hi, I'm Noah with Bright Agritech. I'm an upstart farmer in Laramie, Wyoming, and you're listening to Upstart Farmers Radio. Welcome back to the Upstart Farmers Radio podcast. This week, we're sitting down with Dr. Nate Story and Hayden Christensen of Bayberry Fresh in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, Hayden, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's good to be here. So Hayden was one of our first upstart farmers. Um, so Hayden, can you tell us a little bit more about Bayberry Fresh and what you're growing? Yeah, so Bayberry Fresh started uh, right as soon as I graduated from CSU. Uh, I grow a lot of basil and mint, mostly focused on the culinary herbs. We do some greens and then a small CSA. And we sell to Whole Foods, uh, individuals, farmers markets, and restaurants. And you were one of the first upstart farmers to get into Whole Foods, right? Correct. Awesome. And how's that experience been so far? Uh, good. It's a night and day difference dealing with a large grocery store chain as opposed to individuals or individual businesses. But overall, it's been really well. Good. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about um, choosing hydroponics or aquaponics for your upstart farm. So uh, we've chosen to talk to Hayden here today because with his Whole Foods experience, following those more advanced compliance rules has had a pretty big impact um, on this decision for upstart farmers and can really influence whether you choose to go with hydroponics or aquaponics. So let's back up for just a second here before we get too far into this issue. Um, for any new folks out there, uh, Nate, can you explain a little bit about the difference between hydroponics and aquaponics and what each is? Yeah, you bet. So um, hydroponics and aquaponics are really closely related. Actually, aquaponics is a form of hydroponics. They're both soilless growing techniques. That means we're growing plants usually in an inert medium of some type or no medium instead of growing them in the soil. So that's kind of the most basic definition. Um, as we dig into it a little bit further, hydroponics typically uh, is, is referring to using some type of inorganic nutrient solution. This would be like a dry fertilizer that you mix up and that you use kind of to, to fertilize your, your plants. Whereas aquaponics is uh, the use of fish waste. So aquaponic systems, um, they have a fish production element integrated into the system and the fish production element and the hydroponic element interact. So the waste from the fish cycles to the plants and breaks down and uh, the nutrients are taken up by the plants and kind of this filtered, uh, clean uh, nutrient strip water is returned to the fish. At least that's the idea behind it. So these are the two techniques we're talking about and I think today I, we're gonna dig in a little bit further and, and try to better understand the differences and what the important parts of each system are to consider when you're starting a farm. So on that note, what do upstart farmers want to consider about each growing technique? Well, I think, um, not to take this away from Hayden here right off the bat, but I think there's two things that everyone needs to keep in mind. And, and the first one is just your initial capital expense, because uh, building out an aquaponic system is a lot more expensive than building out just a regular old hydroponic system. And then the second is compliance. So... Um, Maybe I'll just talk about just the, the capital expense part, and then I'll hand it off to Hayden since uh, he's kind of the compliance expert here. The, um, the cost of starting an aquaponic system is quite a bit higher than starting a hydroponic system, um, almost double the cost. So that's one thing that you really have to keep in mind, especially if there's not a strong market for fish. 
You're interested in starting something that minimizes your risk on the front end and allows you to really learn a lot about your markets without with, really with, without assuming too much risk. And so um, depending on the market, uh, it, it, it's not always an aquaponic system that's best to start with uh, just because you want to make mistakes while it's cheap. Um, the one thing to think about is, you know, there are some markets that definitely justify doing an aquaponic system. You just better be really sure that the market itself demands something uh, that is aquaponic over something that's just regular old hydro. So Hayden, you want to chat a little bit about the compliance costs, the compliance issues that come, uh, differences between hydroponic and aquaponic? Yeah, so when you're working to become uh, food safe compliant, it's already going to be difficult and costly to start with, so you want to try and minimize that cost and difficulty. And anytime you're adding in, of course the big one is any kind of animal waste, regardless of how safe it might be, you complicate that right off the bat. And you lower your chances of being able to pass an audit. Um, you also increase your cost because you're going to have to introduce more measures to sterilize everything and keep everything clean. So it just adds a lot more cost and makes everything a lot more difficult. And it's not just the upfront cost, but it's the continual cost. It's more time keeping records, more time uh, maintaining everything, cleaning everything, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I don't think people always understand, you know, kind of the, the differences in the systems, at least as far as what that cost is going to be once they're operational. And it is totally bogus, but, you know, the, the USDA does not distinguish between animals. You know, everything, if you use animal waste, it always needs to be composted, and it doesn't matter whether it's a cold-blooded uh, vertebrate or a warm-blooded vertebrate. The reality is that the, in the eyes of the USDA, they view the waste from each as being the same. And so that's problematic. It, it definitely causes problems if uh, you're kind of going through the compliance process. So Hayden, in light of considering what your market demanded and these compliance issues, which technique did you choose to go with, hydroponics or aquaponics? Uh, I chose to go with hydroponics, and I did have some experience with aquaponics before that, so I was able to have a little more experience in weighing the difference. What specifically about hydroponics led you to choose it over aquaponics? So when I first started out, obviously, like a lot of people, start out on a budget, so Hydroponics is great because you can basically mix your solution, you put your plants in, you're off and running right away. You don't have to spend six months putting operating expense and money into that while you figure everything out. Um, so that was a big part of it. Also, like Nate mentioned, just a lower startup, uh, lower capital cost to begin with, um, as well as the compliance, because when I very first started, we were already looking to do big grocery store chains. So uh, what exactly is the cost difference between hydroponics and aquaponics? What are the differences that are driving costs that upstart farmers are going to have to face on a daily, weekly, monthly schedule? Sure. So, I mean, I can speak to that, you know, kind of the initial capital expenses, of course, much higher with aquaponics because now instead of just buying the, the irrigation system for your plants, which is, you know, a bare-bones hydroponic system. You're also buying fish tanks and all the equipment to keep the fish alive, blowers, you know, everything that goes with um, raising fish. And that adds a lot to it. You know, your operating expenses, um, it's not always significantly different. It really depends on where you're at and, and how you're doing it. But, um, you know, the cost can be more with fish. They can be less. Typically, they're more rather than less, and that's just because um, dry fertilizer is really, really cheap, 
and uh, fish food is is not that cheap, at least the really good stuff. Yeah, and another thing, uh, too, that's important to me, when I very first started out, I didn't have a building or anything to put my fish in, so I would have had to take up greenhouse space with fish tanks. So I can either make that space a cost or I can make that space um, a profitable growing area. And to me, that can make a pretty big difference, even if they're not too much different as far as cost or profit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, greenhouse space Greenhouse space is expensive. It's not just the build-out cost, but it's the operational cost. You know, a greenhouse covering has a lot... Uh, the, the R value is not nearly as large as, say, the R value on, on R40 insulation that you could put in a shed, something like that. So uh, that is a good point, and that actually, as a side point, is a great case for actually housing your fish separately from your plants if you are considering starting an aquaponic operation. Yeah. So it sounds like upstart farmers don't just want to consider um, pretty nuts and bolts, easy to predict operating costs here, like for your fertilizer or food or water, things like that. But you've also really got to consider your opportunity cost of your labor time and your greenhouse space. That's right. And, you know, the opportunity cost is really um, not something that a lot of folks look at. In fact, a lot of people discount the the value of their labor on the front end. So... When they're starting these operations, you tend to discount your labor and work for free. And, I mean, to some extent, that's just part of entrepreneurship. You have to do that. But you have to understand when you're, when you're doing that and artificially lowering your operating costs because what that does is it puts a ceiling on your ability to scale. So unless you can grow your revenues and grow your margins and still be accounting for the, the value of your labor... The reality is, is you can only grow as big as you can service by yourself. So that's another thing to consider, you know, and in markets where fish aren't as valuable, you have to understand that you're dumping a lot more labor into keeping these fish alive to keep growing your plants. Um, and that's a, that's a really a, a drain, a pull on your labor. You know, that's a, that's a debt that costs you something. And so that's something to keep in mind as well with aquaponic systems, especially in markets where there's not as much fish. There is certainly more labor involved with keeping fish alive as opposed to just mixing some, some uh, fertilizer into your solution. So let's hear from some of our other upstart farmers. Are they growing hydroponically or aquaponically? I'm Marilyn Yamamoto with Upstart Farmers, and actually right now we are growing mainly hydroponically. We have been testing some aquaponics, and we have done that, and it does well. Um, however, I'm concentrating on expanding our vertical growing via hydroponics, so that's what we're, um, I'm really concentrating and focusing on right now. And everything grows beautiful. I'm Noah with Bright Agrotech. I'm an Upstart Farmer. I grow aquaponically and hydroponically. I grow aquaponically because I like the animal husbandry of the fish and I will grow hydroponically because it's convenient. All right, so we've been talking here with Nate and Hayden about the differences between hydroponics and aquaponics for upstart farmers. And we've touched on how food safety rules, compliance issues, and differences in costs, both operating costs and your opportunity costs, really play a big part in this decision. And so far, it sounded like hydroponics is a slightly better option, but uh, that can't be because many of our upstart farmers are doing aquaponics. So um, what do aquaponic producers need to consider to make a go of this in their own markets? So to me, the biggest uh, 
difference that aquaponics can advantage can give you is the organic aspect. Uh, I don't mean certified organic because most of us small farmers probably aren't going to want to take that step, but uh, uncertified organic. So the big main question to me is, is does my market want that organic or not? And that's really the main what it boils down to for the Ab most part. Absolutely. That's really, that's, that's the crux of it because um, there are certainly more folks who are getting certification uh, on aquaponic systems uh, than hydroponic systems. And, uh, you know, the, the question of whether either one is certifiable is a totally different discussion. But the reality is, is uh, whether it's certified or not, aquaponics produce can be sold as a somewhat organic product. And there are some markets that demand that. And in markets where there's demand for organic products and the margins justify um, justify additional expenses, it makes a lot of sense to look at aquaponic over, over, over hydroponic. Um, but it's really a market question. And I think, don't you have kind of, you've got something going on that's uh, kind of an opportunity directly related to organic as opposed to just conventional hydro. You want to just tell us a little bit about that and explain um, how that could influence what type of system you choose to operate? Yeah, so I have a potential customer who came to me and said that they don't have the option of buying the conventional hydroponics because all their other ingredients are uncertified organic. They put organic on their label, so they have to have it. And they told me uh, if I could have organic, they would buy it right off the bat. Um, so that's something where if I get enough of those type of customers in the future that I could not otherwise get with the hydroponics, then it would be worth looking at uh, a small aquaponics setup. And I would take into consideration the additional costs, and that would have to be added on there because it is an organic product, which traditionally does cost a little bit more. Yeah, the thing to, to probably point out there, too, is that you'd probably have to have it in a separate facility just for your, your gap certification um, issues. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily threaten your existing sales of your hydroponic produce. It would it would be kind of a hybrid approach. You'd be doing both, basically. Correct. Yeah, I, I kind of think that, that for, for a lot of producers, I think that's probably going to be the way to go. Um, you know, definitely try and get out into your market. And I should say, too, you know, it's not hard to convert these systems. So if it if you start off hydroponically because it's cheaper, there's more market available to you, and you want to convert to aquaponic at some point, it's totally possible. Not too tough. And we do have resources on our vertical food blog that discuss that very issue for any upstart farmers that are interested. Now with aquaponics, there are two different markets that you can actually serve the market for food and for fish, in addition to um, the ones we regularly talk about. What extra considerations might there be in that market for fish? Yeah, so I mean, fish, fish are a tough one just because um, sometimes the processing costs are really high. And it totally depends on where you live. Some places you can sell your, your fish depending on the species and depending on the state and the regulations. You can sell them live. If you can sell live fish, then you're in great shape because you can sell, you know, this nice, fat, fresh weight. Um, live fish, no processing, you outsource all that to your customer. It's like selling live produce. But um, in other places, that's just not possible. And in those places, uh, you, you kind of have to look at it kind of critically and say, you know, what is it going to cost me to process this fish and what's the going market rate? I will say that, you know, I know folks that sell fish for $18 a pound, tilapia. 
And um, that's awesome. And um, if you can do that, that's great. But the one thing to keep in mind about kind of these artificial prices too, or these really small market niche prices is that those things too can help you basically uh, build a business model that won't scale because your average consumer is not going to pay $18 a pound for tilapia fillets. So the big thing with fish, of course, is just to think critically about the, the cost of that production, what the cost of processing will be, and what the market is that you're going after. If you're going to be a small operation and you uh, want to sell organic local tilapia uh, as a gourmet product for $18 a pound, then awesome. That fits with your model. But if you intend to scale into a broader market, then that, then that can cause some problems. And, uh, you know, the first thing to, to start doing is call up your game and fish, find out if you can sell live with that particular species, what species are allowed, and then uh, basically figure out what the cost of having your fish processed. It has to be USDA inspected facility. You can't do it yourself usually. Um, so it's, it's good to understand those rules because all of those rules come with a certain cost. So keep that in mind. Um, I will say that a lot of producers choose not to sell their fish. And this includes us, this includes other aquaponic producers that, that we know. Um, at the end of the day, the fish are more trouble than they're worth. They're just an organic nutrient source. So it sounds like the biggest thing that upstart farmers need to do when considering hydroponics versus aquaponics is just do their research beforehand, right? Yeah, and by research, that doesn't mean um, looking up what people are buying or looking at their menus or anything like that. It means getting out and talking to the, sh the chefs and the grocery store managers, because even when you first walk in the door, they might say, no, we just want organic. But when you get to talking to them and you have a discussion with them and say, well, it's not organic, but it's safe, uh, no synthetic pesticides or no pesticides, we're just hydroponic, we're local, uh, we have a really premium product, et cetera, et cetera, then sometimes, and I find this personally happens a lot, they'll say, well, okay, um, I actually would be willing to go away from the organic a little bit because this obviously is a good, safe product. And you're not going to know that until you really get out and have that discussion with your potential customers. So for any upstart farmers out there who are considering hydroponics versus aquaponics, I think the takeaway from our discussion here today is to make sure you do your research beforehand. Really go out there and figure out what your markets want, what's important to them, and what it's going to cost you to fulfill that demand. And then once you have that information, move on forward. You bet. Well, thanks for joining us today, Hayden. Um, once again, Hayden's with Bayberry Fresh in Fort Collins, Colorado. Where can folks find you, Hayden? So you can find us online at bayberryfresh.com. And if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so through the website.